Welcome to Vision Sunday. What a great place to Come be on, on a Sunday, this, this is awesome. church. Absolutely. Hey, if you're visiting this morning, we just want to say a big welcome. It's great to have you here. Uh, maybe if you've, you know, been coming along for a few weeks or, or a few months and you're kind of in that checking out church zone and we haven't met you, welcome to church. We're just so glad you're here. Can we give a welcome yeah. to all those people who have been joining us over this last little while? So maybe you moved to the coast. Uh, whatever the reason is, so God's welcome. been stirring in you to find a church for your future, whatever That's it is, right. it's so good to have you here. People hate church shopping, right? Uh, the, that phrase, but it's like looking around to see where do you feel like God's placing you, right. where do you feel like this is home, Yes, but uh, this is a great church. Well, We're I privileged think so. to be the pastors of it. I would come here it. if I wasn't the pastor. I'm so encouraged when awesome. I come All to this awesome church. All these awesome people everywhere. I love it. I yeah. love the worship. I love Amazing. that beautiful sense of the presence of God. Amazing. I love... Yeah, you. Beautiful. Thank, thank you, babe. I <laughs> oh, no, Do you like our the preaching? And the whole I love vibe? the preaching. Awesome. That's good. I love our You do team. something, but you do awesome at it. So <laughs> I love praying with people. You know, our early morning prayer meetings yes. this week, it's, I, I just find it so encouraging. It's so easy to pray with other people. Uh, just seeing so many people come out every morning and seek God, uh, it, it's life-giving. So I want to just yes. a shout out to everyone who's been fasting. You've been yeah, coming well to the done. prayer. You've been seeking God. Uh, three effort. days to go. It's massive after today. And if you're sort of like, oh, is the church in a fast? I was away. Isn't that convenient? Oh, then it's not you, too can, late. you can join us for the next three days. Why not do a three Start day tonight, fast? Tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, day Wednesday. Fast. Wouldn't that be cool, right? Yes. Yeah. Our, our, everyone's welcome to convenient. our early morning prayer meeting. Well, and then we've got one of our pastors you? doing a devotional on Facebook Live. Check that out. Like the uh, exactly. C3 Kiwana Waters Facebook page. Yes. And be encouraged. Exactly. Some gold. Speaking of our pastors and awesome people, Ian and Sharon Dimon this week celebrated oh. 30 years of being married. Stand Happy up, guys. Happy anniversary, Sharon and Ian, 30 years. Woo-hoo. Well done, guys. Wonderful. Oh, beautiful you guys. couple. They are a delightful couple. I, I'm not sure if uh, the Careys are here today. Are they in the house? Yes. Uh, okay. Ruth and Ruth Lloyd. Ruth and Lloyd, 45 years. Stand 45. up. No way. Happy anniversary. That's amazing. Come on, guys. Well done. What a great example for us us young people. Us young people. (laughs) God bless you. That's awesome. When I grow up, I want to be like Ian Dimon. Come on. (laughs) Absolutely. Full of energy and life. That's so great. So great. Speaking of YouTube, welcome to all the YouTube people, as Marina said. I want to give a special shout out to Dale and Judy Phillips, who haven't been well for the last little while, but have been joining us online. So we love you guys and we're praying for you as you recover. You'll be back soon. Love you guys. And, yes, so that's every week, every Sunday, 8.30, live streaming. Again, um, uh, follow the YouTube channel. Yes. The C3 Kiwana Waters. You can subscribe subscribe and you'll get updates. Yes. Not not if you're like, oh, I just won't bother going to church. It's it's the second best option, just to be clear. But it's a good option (laughs) if you're not well or you're another part of the world. Yes, we've got people from around the world watching. Some people are watching it at work I've talked to. They can have it on their desk. Your niece in Manangrida in Northern Territory. Hi, Sky. Yeah, yeah, all the family are up there in Northern Territory watching. So it's very cool. That is awesome. That's very 
cool. Fantastic. Well, babe, it's Vision Sunday today. Oh, and so we're going to just it. share some things together about our church, our values, some, some new things that we're doing this year. And then I'm going to afterwards preach a message. So, yes. so we're going to talk a little excited. around the vision of our church. We've got a so dream good. for this church. The big picture dream uh, that God's put in our heart is that we would be one of Australia's largest, most influential churches. We believe that's God's call on our church, that we'd be a church in multiple locations on the Sunshine Coast and beyond, uh, that we would be a church who sees thousands and thousands of people come to Christ. That's, That's right. the big picture and dream of our church, a church yes. where people discover their destiny and their purpose in life. So that's kind of the, the dream for us. And we get into this, we've, we've got some specific things that encapsulate who we are, our vision and our values. And if you've been around a while, you'll have seen them, um, but we're going to just re touch on them today and talk about how that relates a bit, right? I just want to share this scripture just first yes. of all about um, the, just the value that it is to be part of a local church. Awesome. Um, the Bible talks about flourishing uh, when you're planted in the local church. Come I just on. wanted to read Come you a scripture on. out of Psalm 92, <laughs> verse 12. It says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. I love that word flourish. Come on. It's so good. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. That's very strong, very firm. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. Right. They will still bear fruit in old age. Come on. Come on. They will stay fresh and green. And that's God's promise to you if you love get planted in a local scripture. church. There's so much benefits from it. Great scripture. It's just, oh, I love I being love part of a and local church. that is our prayer for you, right? In. That you will flourish in every area Absolutely. of your life Absolutely. as you're planted in church. That's yes. what we pray for as yeah. your pastors and love you and your want to see life. you flourish. So Absolutely. That's the vibe. So, so our so vision. so many more people. Exactly. So many more. Well, that's our vision, right? Yes. So let's get into that. Our vision is to build the church. We're a local church people where Jesus is glorified. We want everything that we do as a church and as individuals to bring glory to Jesus, to see lives transformed. That's yeah. that's our prayer. That's yeah. our vision as a church so that lives will be trans. People who don't know Christ will come to know Christ and their world will be changed yeah. from the inside out. Those who do know Christ will just uh, change from glory to glory and be transformed. I've been in this church now 25 years. My life does not look anything like it did 25 years ago. Every year, God has been changing me, uh, mostly yeah. for the good, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Am I better than I Absolutely. was 25 years ago? Uh, growing, helping. <laughs> so that's so question. So, so, yeah, exactly. So that's <laughs> our vision you for you, that your life will be transformed, oh. but that will reach thousands of people who don't know There's yet nothing know more rewarding than exactly. to see a person's life transformed before your eyes and to hear stories of multiple people that have come out of darkness, like we all have, yes. and into light. We're singing about that this morning. Just light shines into your heart, into your mind, into your spirit, and transformation happens. It's just the most rewarding exactly. thing. Exactly. It's what we're all about, all right? So we've got 10 values as a church. Uh, they're going to go up behind me. And I'd like you to say these with us as we go through. So the first one is we're soul winning. So read this with me. Our church is a soul winning church. We're passionate about seeing people saved. It's our true north. Now, if you like the value, I'm going to invite you to give a little cheer afterwards. Just, you know, if you like it, come on, help us out a little bit today. Who thinks that's an important value? All right. It's our true north. So every week in our church is an opportunity for people to connect with God and to come into a relationship with Him. That's what soul winning means. We're helping people connect to God and come into a relationship with Him. That's every week. There's lots of those things. But here's a few things we're doing this year, right, that we haven't done before. We're doing a Good Friday service for the first time. Never done that. So we're going to do a Good Friday service because lots of people grew up going to church on Good Friday. They're looking for that opportunity. Again, not for us, but for our friends who don't know Christ. 
best. Are Our you... Christmas service is going to be a bit different this year. We're going to do two Sunday nights. Yes. So instead of a Friday night and a Sunday night, we find our Sunday nights is just a, a really big night. So we thought, well, we get all ready for one. Why don't we do two in a row so that, you know, you can come along and go, that was amazing. I wish so-and-so was here. Bring them back next week. Or you can't make one weekend, yep. you can make the other and your friends. Exactly. Yep. Same thing. Uh, you might find a lot of the dates on the car that's on your seat or it's on our website uh, with a lot of the dates this year of yes. uh, the special events that we have. I mean, every Sunday is one where we're inviting our friends. But this year specifically, we've got Ian McCormack, right. um, who was the um, box jellyfish man. I don't know if you've the heard of him, man. but he, he basically died, had a supernatural experience. He was clinically dead. Went to heaven and hell, yep. came back and tells the story about yeah. it. We've heard it before. It's exactly. absolutely Many phenomenal. So we've actually got, the, the idea is we've got five people with amazing stories that will be easy to invite our friends to come along. So like like Jellyfish Man, <laughs> uh, like Lucas Connell, who uh, was set free from drug addiction, mental illness, dr uh, drug psychosis, and got radically set free by the power of God and sees a lot of people get set free from that stuff. He'll be coming. Uh, and Nick, he's a yeah, pastor. He's, he's a, a pastor, pastor now. He was on the coast here. He's over at C3 San Diego now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Nick Gibb, yes. is, um, used, uh, she was on the path to be an Olympic diver in the diving team. She had a crazy accident that left her back pretty much broken. She's in a and wheelchair. Yes, yeah, she wasn't able. She had to relearn so many things yep. and um, has an incredible, miraculous story Great of testimony. getting healed and then yep. transformed by the power Great of God. Great testimony. you got Daryl Stevens coming. Daryl spoke at our Real Men last year. And uh, an English guy with, again, a radical story of encountering angels with Sam samurai swords and all sorts of crazy things but his story is compelling so that'll be we'll have Daryl well, back. These dates are up there on yep. your screen you might want to take note of them so that you can put them aside and, and invite them in, in uh, invite your friends and just keep that in your exactly. discussion happening. And we've got Derek, Derek Rebello Rebello coming back the, the blind, blind surfer. surfer. Mind-blowing his story right <laughs> mind-blowing so that's lots of cool people coming along. He's, he's a Christian yeah. he's a Christian. Awesome. Oh they're all Christians yeah, they're, they're, they're going to talk about. Great stories. <laughs> Incredible All right, story. that next value is disciple-making. Let's put that up on the screen, and let's read this out together. Our church is a disciple-making church. We prioritize people taking their next steps as followers of Jesus. Jesus. Next step. Hey, hey, there we're going. We're getting it. So you'll hear, if you hang around here for a while, we talk a lot about uh, in your relationship with God, everybody's got a next step. We change, our lives are transformed one step at a time, okay? Okay, we have uh, every Sunday we have what we call next step sessions running one, two, three, and four across every month. And these are all about helping identify well, what's my next step? If you're new to church or you know, and getting to know the vision of the church, so welcome to C3. There's the second one is called Live Your Best Life, uh, the third one is called Discover Your Purpose. That one is running after all three services straight away after all three services today. today. More about that today. later, and then the fourth one is join the dream team. So that's oh. our next step sessions. They run every week. That's a part of our disciple making. Yes. Also, we put on, uh, we hold conferences throughout the year just to grow more. Right. Um, we have our women's conference, our men's conference, Activate and Real Men. And yes, we do have a lot of fun. We want to actually experience <laughs> God. We want to grow in Him. We've got uh, Pastor Gillian Cameron from hey, Arise Church John coming Cameron's for our wife. Activate Women. Uh, they planted their church in the early 2000s. It's grown to over 10,000 people amazing. in seven locations across New Zealand. 
Zealand. You love and Jillian. just a great, beautiful woman with a powerful message exactly. of grace. And guys, we've got Shane Baxter coming. Shane is a pastor of a, a group of churches in Victoria, 6,000 people. He's an Aussie bloke. He's a rev head. Uh, I've, I've heard him speak. I've met him. He's a sports lover. You'll love him. And he's coming up for our real men, which is in the second half of the year this year. All right. The next I'm value, excited. babe, is? Supernatural. All right. Let's read that our one out together. Okay, let's go. Our, Our church, church is a supernatural, supernatural church where the Holy Spirit is honoured, spiritual gifts flourish, and the miraculous is experienced. Come on. Awesome. That's us. So Does this true. sound like us? The yeah, idea is so it sounds true. like who we are. Yeah. All right. So, so, of course, every, every Sunday, every small group is a, is, a, is a group to experience the supernatural power of God. One thing we want you to know is this year uh, we've got our conference, which was called Launch, which was normally in February, is happening at the, at the end of July. Changed name. It's going to be called Powerhouse Conference. Uh, it's going to be phenomenal. And also uh, we've got Mike Connell is one of the confirmed speakers for our Supernatural conference, our conference called Powerhouse. We've and had we'll, Mike before. He just yeah, moves awesome. in the prophetic. He moves in uh, the miraculous yes, healing, deliverance, yes. and oh, you feel lighter. You'll love it. Something You'll shifts when it. Mike comes. Powerhouse is coming later in the year. All right. The next one is we are a praying church. So let's say this together. Our church yes. is a praying church. church. We, we take spiritual territory through front-footed, faith-filled prayer. There we are. Come on. There we do. For the first time ever this year, we have 40 days of prayer across the year, four lots of 10 days. We're in the middle of one of them right now, two of them with fasting, two of them without. One of them without fasting, we're going to do something that we've only ever done once, which is an all-night of prayer, okay? So that is later we in the year in October. A Friday night from about uh, nine, about 10 o'clock through to about 6 o'clock on a Saturday morning. So amazing. So that's later on in the year. So throughout the whole 40 days, we'll be having early morning yes. prayer meetings yes. where we're gathering together and praying. And there's so much strength in that. You grow as yep. a prayer. You'll grow. The church will grow. We'll fulfill God's vision for us yep. only through taking spiritual ground in prayer. All right, the next so value. are up there so that you can plan ahead. Uh, okay, uh, worship. Let's go. Our, Our church, church is, is a worshiping church. church. We, we love to worship God with, with every, every fiber of our being. Come on. Amen. Yeah, we do. Amen. We love to worship. Yes. All of these things aren't, don't happen by accident. They happen because we believe God uh, are important to Him and we focus on them and we build them. Uh, we have an amazing team led by Lisa here as our worship director, worship pastor. And, uh, and every Sunday, again, is moments for worship and worshiping God. We also, a couple of times a year, we set aside two nights specifically, usually in a period of, of prayer and fasting or prayer. And so we've got a couple of nights of prayer and worship that will be coming up this year where we just really give God some time to move it in our midst as we worship as we do each week. Love it. All right. Next one is me. Yeah. The Bible-believing church. Why don't you say this with me? Our, Our church, church is a Bible-believing Bible church, church where the, the Word, Word of God, God is preached and studied with a passion. Come on. Again, Truth. again, every Sunday, we're preaching out of the Word of God. In small yeah. groups, we're studying the Word of God. We have a Bible college led by uh, Dr. Wayne Graham. And uh, last year, 
67 people did Bible college, at least one unit across the whole year. Come on, that's amazing. Well done. Growing. So that starts this week. If you want to, if you feel God's prompting you to start uh, Bible college, starts tomorrow. Starts tomorrow. They're up behind us. And I think, yeah, we do have the specific subjects up there. If you want to, you can go out to the service desk or join online and start Monday nights and Thursday nights. Monday nights and Thursday nights will change your life. Having the Word of God get deep into your soul. Great foundation. Loving. All right, let's say it together. Our Our church church is is a loving loving church. church. We We are are committed to encouraging and caring for one another in every season of life. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, I love you. You're awesome. (laughs) Someone was like, I'm so glad. I've been wanting to say that for such a long time to that girl who's sitting beside me. uh, We are a loving church. Absolutely. In all that we do uh, throughout the church to one another and relationships that form. But particularly, can I say that the strength of the church in terms of loving relationships is found through the groups that we have that meet every week right through our church, whether they're connect groups, uh, whether they're prayer groups, whether they're course-based groups or interest groups. uh, This is where you really get to know someone through conversations, not just the back of their head uh, on a Sunday that you get to know their head. You know, you, you might be able to say, like, God, I know the number of hairs on their head. I study it every week. Uh, Especially some. Some, some are easier than others. But anyway, long. move on. Uh, but if you want to go deeper in relationship, which is part of God's plan for us, then groups are really important. And, and Absolutely. you can actually That's go... That's where you're doing life together. Exactly. That you're creating friendships and yes. just that connection. You're growing. And sometimes it's actually the conversation on the front lawn after the group where you connect with someone and you begin to open up a little bit yeah. because you feel a, a connection or you have a coffee later on. And yeah. It's not that you tell everybody your darkest secrets in the group, but it creates an atmosphere for relationships to build that will be absolutely yeah. life-giving awesome. to you. So we're a loving church, yes, absolutely. Yes, we are. We're a compassionate church. Yes. Our church, let's go. Okay. Our, our church is, is a compassionate church. church. We, we shine God's love into our, our community and beyond. beyond. Come on. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. All right. So we, we sponsor hundreds of children in, in Thailand, Africa, and now Brazil. Uh, you can go on a trip later this year to Thailand. Yes, uh, it's in August. It is in August, okay. It's still Join not too team. late to register to go for that uh, for that trip. And this year we're launching something that we're going to do. It's a first. So we do hampers at Christmas time. How many hampers did we do? We did over three, about 300 hampers this year yeah, to people in our community, Christmas. shining God's love and yeah. compassion to people, which is awesome. So this year in May we're going to do something different called Love Sunshine Coast. Uh, we're going to give the opportunity to empower people in our church who have a passion for a particular project in the coast that you're like, man, I really wish the church should do something about this. I've got a passion about it. Maybe you're already doing it. You'll have an opportunity to to actually um, put an application and say, I've got this this." project I'd love to rally people to. Uh, We've got some funding set aside that you'll be able to access uh, for five projects and we're going to actually do them across one week, mostly on a Saturday empowering people and it might be like I know one awesome young lady in our church gives blankets to the homeless every winter. She just mobilizes all these people. That would be a worthy project to mobilize people to. So maybe something on your heart. Maybe you want to get 
things to go to the prison and you'd like to put together packs or, or whatever it is. So we'll talk more about that a little bit later on and how be you can a way be involved. That you can submit a, yeah, an application exactly. for it. But uh, so many times you have some great ideas, but you need money and you need people. Yes. So we can mobilize that so that we can see some of those dreams fulfilled. We've got to empower people Touch with that passion. Absolutely. Help. All right. The next one is servant hearted. Why don't you say this together? Our That's church it. is a servant hearted church. church. We go the extra mile to build his house with our God-given gifts and talents. Here we do. Come on. Fantastic. And I'm going to talk more about that into today's preach. We're going to talk about your gift matters. So that was, that's the kind of theme of this morning. And the last one, number 10, babe. Okay, let's talk about generous. Say it together. Our, Our church is a generous church who believes God wants us to prosper and to be a blessing. We love to be a blessing blessing to people around our lives on the Sunshine Coast yes. and beyond. It's our yes. passion, right? Giving, generosity, uh, heart. Fantastic. So so we actually, we do a number of things as a church out of what is our Beyond Fund. We're sponsoring a C3 church in Iraq each year. We spent, send about $12,000 to a pastor who was once a mullah of a local mosque and got radically converted from being part of the ISIS world. Radically converted is now pastoring a church and we send money each year to support them. There's other things we do supporting church planters Crazy. I mean, Africa. they're expanding so yes, much in so that much. country of, I mean, a lot of it's underground because they can't be yep. um, public about it, but there's a lot of growth happening in C3 churches and in, in God's name being spread last through month, the Middle right, East. Last, last month in Pakistan, 22 C3 churches were planted in one day. 8,000 people attended on the first day of those 22 C3 churches. See, there it is. Just, God's moving. And so we're part of financing and helping Pretty that. Special. Richard Green is the is the guy who's been training pastors online and visiting them. It's amazing what God's doing. We just crossed over as a movement 500 churches right around the globe. Oh, so that's awesome. It's and we're part happening. of supporting that. God's name being also, shown. Also, also, also. Oh, I mean, we're giving into our compassion. We've already talked about it, into uh, the projects in those churches yes, in Africa and Thailand, like you said, the children. Um, we have our vision builders in June where yes. we're um, giving the into the future facilities of our church, our Amazing. land. And uh, we have a vision builders gala night. Amazing. Everyone's welcome to it to come in June with Pastor Phil Pringle. I know, we've got Pastor Phil has, coming oh, for one night midweek, on him. which will be awesome. People are amazed. Our church gives uh, around $600,000 this year towards our vision builders and facilities. When people come to our church, they go, that is unbelievable. That's because we're a generous church. Give yourselves a big round generous of applause. Church. Amazing. They're our values. There we go. So there that's us. Go. Vision, that's values. Come on, give the Lord a big clap if you love yeah. being part of our house. Awesome. This church. I love it. And I'm going to leave you to gonna it. leave it to it. You're Thank you, babe. God us. bless you. Give Danielle a big clap. Come on. <laughs> Wonderful. Amazing, amazing, amazing. All right, thank you, team. You can grab your seat. You've done a great job. I'm going to hand off a few things. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm joining this church. Actually, if you are, if I can just say this, if you're like saying, and I'll just cross over to, to the other one now if I can. If you're saying, there we go, if you're saying that, uh, oh, I've been looking for a church and I feel like this is the church for me, then you've, in front of you, is this going to be, no, I'll just keep going for a little bit. Can I have that hello card? 
just for a moment, thank you. In front of you is a hello card, and this is just an opportunity for you. If you've never told anybody, I want this to be my church home, why don't you fill that in? There's a, sp- there's a spot there where you can say, we're making this our church home, and that will just help us uh, know who you are, know how to pray for you. One of our pastors would get in touch with you. So if that's you and you love this church, just fill that out for us, and you can, uh, you can hand it into the service desk after the service. Cool? Wonderful. Let's pray together right now as we come around the Word of God. Father, I thank you for your love for each one of us, Lord. For every person in this room, every person listening right now, I pray as we look to your Word, that you would bring revelation to us. God, it would be life-giving for the fact that you've given us spiritual gifts and your gift matters. So bring that revelation to us today, I pray, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Wonderful. The title of my message this morning is Your Gift Matters. Your Gift Matters. And I'm going to talk today around the topic of spiritual gifts, okay? And I've been studying this over the last uh, week particularly, and I, I just, I've found God has given me um, some, some revelation that I've never had before. I'm so excited to share it with you this morning. Uh, when, I was, when I was about 12 years old, my brother and I went to a Christian conference, and one of the things you got to do was a gift survey. And so we completed this gift survey, and I was 12, and he's about 16, and afterwards we found out uh, one of my spiritual gifts was leadership and an organization and one of his spiritual gifts much to his disgust was martyrdom I'm like there's a gift you only get to use once right martyrdom and you know I mean it was it was an unusual survey we don't use that survey it was unusual but but I was able to share with him as the annoying little brother that God had obviously gifted me with the ability to prepare him for his God-given future of being a martyr and I would I would cause him pain and help him experience pain and uh, my poor brother he was he, he was long suffering he had that fruit of the spirit going with his annoying little brother all right uh, and so it, it was it was this, it was about spiritual gifts. And I think all of us have got a little bit of a hunger about spiritual gifts. What, what, is, what is spiritual gifts? What does it mean? And we can have heard different things that don't line up with the Bible. So we're going to get into this a little bit today. The Bible talks about three different types of gift. Okay, three different types of gift. The first is the gift of eternal life. Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of eternal life is free in Christ Jesus. And so this is something that's available to everybody. It's a gift. You can't pay for it. You can't earn it. Jesus has already paid for it when he died on the cross, but it's available to receive when we put our faith in Christ and turn to follow him. So that's the first type of gift that the Bible talks about. The next type of gift that the Bible talks about is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, there is an experience available for every Christian to be immersed or baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's a life-changing moment when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, when, he, when the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, wait, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Again, free and available. And usually you can receive it through someone praying for you. And with that gift comes uh, all sorts of things, particularly uh, the gift of speaking in tongues. 
And then the third type of gift that the Bible talks about, and I'm going to teach a little bit here today, is, is spiritual gifts, okay? We've got the gift of eternal life, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and then spiritual gifts. And the, the Greek word, and Greek was the language of the, the New Testament, the Greek word that was used around spiritual gifts is what was called charisma. Charisma. So you may have heard that about, you know, oh, that person's got charisma, or that church is charismatic. Well, originally, the idea of a church being charismatic is that they believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They believe in the gifts that God gives. And so, so that would be a, a way that people would be described. But the two words that make up charisma is kara, which means joy, cheerfulness, or delight, and charis, which is a grace or goodwill or undeserved favor. So I want to give you a bit of a definition for a spiritual gift today, just understanding that, that it's a, a, it's a grace, it's an undeserved favor, and it means cheerfulness and joy, and it's this. Your spiritual gift is a supernatural grace that God puts in your life that when you use it brings joy to you and to others. I'm going to say that again. The spiritual gift that you have is a supernatural grace that God puts in your life, that when you use it, it brings joy to others and joy to you, okay? That's a, that's a definition of a spiritual gift. So what we have to understand is that for every one of us, God has a unique purpose and calling for our life. The Bible tells us at the, at the beginning of time, before we were created, Psalm 139 says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderful, wonderfully complex. And some of you are married to somebody wonderfully complex. I know that. Uh, your workmanship is marvelous how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion as I was woven together together in the dark of the womb. This is God. You're not an accident. You were prepared by God. And when he made you, he wired you for what we call a purpose or a call that is on the life of every human being. Every human being. It's the way you're wired, your personality, your desires. Uh, and, and so that's part of the thing that you'll be the most fulfilled when you discover God's purpose for your life. Now, here's the thing. I want us to understand what's the interplay then of spiritual gifts and God's purpose for your life. Because we need to understand this. Spiritual gifts are different to natural abilities. They're different. So natural abilities are things you're born with. Again, if I could refer to my brother and I, I think we might even have a photo. Uh, my older brother's name is Frank, if we can put that up there today. And when we were born, we are, we are very different, Frank and I. We're, we're four years apart. We, have, we, we sound the same on the phone. There are some genetic similarities. But as we were born, uh, here's, here's a few things. We grew up on a farm. Uh, he loved engines. I look at cars and they break down. He loved engines, okay? He, he, he was very hands-on and practical. Practical and me don't go together. But I was good at sport, and he wasn't good at sport. And I loved sport and the competition of sport. He had, this was a natural abilities. No one taught it to us. 
God created these things inside of us because they match up with our purpose. Uh, I loved monopoly and winning games. It just seemed to be part of my nature. Part of the future of business perhaps was inside of me, born in monopoly. In fact, it was banned in our house because we were too competitive. Whereas Frank loved engine. He was hands-on. He was very academic. He loved building things with Lego. Uh, so so this was, these are natural abilities. So you might find someone is given a natural ability that you can, you can can sing. You're a beautiful singer. That's not a spiritual gift. It's a God-given gift, but it's a natural ability. Uh, maybe, maybe you've born with rhythm and you can dance. You know, you've got the moves. Come on, who's got some moves? Give me a wave. Who's, uh, yeah, Teresa's got the moves. All right. Well, demonstration later on for everybody who does. Next step, session three. Okay, you'll see Teresa. But that's natural gift. If you've got rhythm, it's, it's inbuilt. Uh, maybe maybe the, there's things along the line. You're artistic. Maybe maybe you're someone who's academically gifted, and it's a God-given a, a gift. You've got sporting ability. I watched yesterday young Zach Short uh, play for the Sunny Coast Falcons and rip it up and do a great job for the under-16s. He's got a God-given ability in sport. Now, here's the thing. So to your ability, you can, you can develop your ability by practice and learning, and, and then you can develop skills. You might not be musical, but you could develop the skill of, the, of playing the keyboard by working at it. It mightn't be a, a natural gift, but you can develop a competency in that gift, and that's a skill. But what I want you to know is that's different to a, your spiritual gifts. Your spiritual gifts, all right? Uh, so the, the next thought is to understand is you only get your spiritual gifts when you're born again. When you get born again and Christ comes into your life and he makes you a new creation on the inside, God comes at that moment, and this is what the Bible says, uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 4, I always thank my God for you for the gracious gifts that he has given you now that you belong to Christ. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8 to 10 says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. That's the gift of eternal life. You didn't earn it. God gave it to you. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. You can't go, you can never repay God for your salvation. You can't earn it. You can't be good enough. You can't come to church often enough to buy your salvation. It was a gift. You receive it through faith, okay? But then he goes on and says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. This is the moment of your salvation. For good works, which God prepared beforehand, this is the original plan, that we should walk in them. So in the beginning of time, God had your plan and purpose. Whoa. He had the plan and purpose, but he was waiting for you to get born again so that in your born-again experience, you could receive spiritual gifts as the workmanship of Christ. When you get born again, you're no longer, I'm just going to preach for a minute, you're no longer uh, the same person. You've become a new creation. You've got the DNA of Christ inside of you. When you get the DNA of Christ inside of you as a new creation, what comes with it is this brand new DNA. Your old DNA, you are good at singing, but now with your new DNA, you're good at worship leading because that's a gift from God. It's different, okay? You know, I studied this and it's quite fascinating that, that what happens to people when they get a heart transplant. When someone gets a new heart, it's not just a matter of a physical exchange. Often what happens is people get the talents 
and the, and the experiences and the memories of the heart donor. Let me just read two of them to you. Andy, Amy Tippins received a liver transplant. And after surgery, she was 17 years old. She developed a craving for hamburgers. I've got that right now, let me tell you, in this fast. But anyway, moving on. Uh, and she acquired uh, a, a whole new set of complex do-it-yourself handyman skills, a 17-year-old, never had it, and a keen sense of civic duty. They went back and they looked and they found out that the donor was a U.S. marshal whose favorite food was hamburgers, who was really good with his hands and did projects everywhere, particularly building things for the community. This is another one, William Sheridan. I've got a list of these. William Sheridan uh, got, a, got a heart transplant and had never been good at drawing all, her life, all, all his life. But suddenly after getting a new heart, she, he became an excellent artist. They went and researched and they found out that the donor was an enthusiastic, talented artist. You get a new heart. Watch this. You get a new heart. You get a new appetite. You actually get new aspects of your personality. Some of them actually became angry like the person. Some people actually started to like particular songs that they'd never liked before and found out that their heart donor liked those songs, and they got new skills. Now, what's this? The Old Testament tells us when Jesus comes, he said, I'm going to give you a new heart. I'm going to create in you a new heart. You will become a new person. So... Watch this, watch this. You might be sitting here today going, now if I was to become a Christian, I just couldn't get into all that. I couldn't get into reading the Bible. I don't know why people raise their hands and are all excited. I, I, I like doing these things that I know God's not into and I, I've got no appetite to change. I'd like to change, but I couldn't see how I could change. Here's the deal. Christianity is not about becoming a better person. It's about becoming a new person. Christ comes into your life. You get new appetites. You get new desires. You get new things that were never inside of you, but because you're a new creation, you're brand new. And you get new abilities that are spiritual gifts that God is downloading into your spirit when you get born again. Come on, give the Lord a clap. That's why people radically change when they come to the house of God and put their faith in Christ and get born again. And you're like, how did Shorty go from being that to this? Who hypnotized him? Who, who tortured him? Who gave him all of that power? Uh, who gave him all of that self-control? to be? I'm telling you what happened. This guy who was a hellraiser, submitted his life to Christ and suddenly became different, not because he tried to be a better person, but because God changed him on the inside and we spend the rest of our life walking that out. Awesome news. You might be here today and you're like, oh, I didn't realize that that's actually Christianity is not just coming to church. It's about becoming a new person. One prayer, one opening of your heart to God could change your whole life as you experience a becoming a brand new creation through Jesus Christ. That's what we're all about. You know, this is fascinating. Uh, Pastor Phil Pringle would say this, I went through high school and primary school and I was never a leader in anything. 
He said, I never led sport. I never led my class. There was no obvious leadership gift in my life. But when he got born again, with the new creation came the gift of leadership and God's ultimate purpose for his life. A guy in America, the second largest church in America, Chris Hodges, who preaches dynamically every week, he said, when I was at university, before I was a Christian, I failed speech class. I couldn't talk in public effectively but when he got born again with his born again new creation man came spiritual gifts that that aligned to God's purpose for his life but in the being born again they were downloaded into him Benny Hinn stuttered he could not hold a conversation he spent most of his youth locked up in a room until one until he got born again and one day he didn't realize it but one day he stood behind a pulpit to preach because of all that God had done in him thinking I'm just going to stutter and mess this up The stuttering went. The gift of God was activated inside of him. The gift of God comes to you when you get born again. Isn't that good news? All right, so let's keep going then. Back to teaching, just because I get a bit excited every now and then. There are a great variety of spiritual gifts. A great variety of spiritual gifts. 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11. God has given each of you a gift from his, wait for it, great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Romans 12, and a number of scriptures use this sort of illustration when they're talking about the spiritual gifts. It says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, but we all belong to one another. In his grace, that's that, that, that grace word is the gift of God. It's not something you earned. It's something God put in you. God has given us different gifts, charisma, for doing certain things well. So if God has given you, and he gives some examples, the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Now, the Bible lists about 27 gifts, okay, Uh, 27 gifts. And I personally don't believe that that's an exhaustive list. I believe that's a starting place for understanding your spiritual gifts. And so often we start there in that place. But I believe that there's a range of different spiritual gifts that God puts in people. Because when he talks about the body, he says, so if you're the hand or you're the ear or you're the toe, he doesn't go through and mention every little part of the body. He's just talking about if you're this part of the body, then you need to understand this. And it's the same with your spiritual gift that come into your life when you're born again. But we start with those 27, if that makes sense for us today. There are a great variety of spiritual gifts. All right, the next one is spiritual gifts are to strengthen and build up the church. What's the point of spiritual gifts? Why does God give them to you initially when you're born again and here's the thing uh, a spiritual gift is given to each of us 1 corinthians 12 says so that we can help each other this is written to the church so that we can help each other yeah. 1 peter the one i read before god has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts use them well to serve one another so the whole point of the gift that you receive when you're born again and beyond which i'll talk about in a moment is is not for me It's not even for my workplace. It's for me to use to build the church, which can include bringing people into the church, but it's actually for one another. So therefore, if one part of my body is not working, the whole body suffers. 
Uh, if my knee is not functioning, then that affects me across. In fact, there are pressure points. If you've got a problem in a different part of your back, it'll affect the different parts of your body because it's all connected. And that's the same with you and I. We need every gift that God's given to us in this church to be operating because it affects the life, health, and transformation of everybody in this house, okay? Your gift matters. Turn to your neighbor and say, your gift matters. Yes, it does. couple more thoughts. Okay, now does that mean, okay, once, once I've got my spiritual gifts and I'm born again, that's it? That's, that's what I've got? I believe, and the Bible shows us this clearly, that God keeps adding to our spiritual gifts as we grow. So it's not just, oh, you've got those two gifts and that's it. Use them. This is, the Bible actually says that you can earnestly desire spiritual gifts. That must mean that I can get some more. If I can desire them, I must be able to get some more. It says you can desire the best gifts, especially that you might prophesy. That's a great way of encouraging and building up other people. You can desire and ask God that he would download those gifts to you. Now, I believe he downloads gifts to us as we're faithful. As we grow, as our motive is to serve and build up the church. If we've got the right motive and we're faithful with what we've got, God will add more to us. What else? We receive spiritual gifts when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit. When you are baptized, that's the second gift, the Holy Spirit comes. There's a whole lot of gifts that will be activated and released in you. The first of those is the gift of tongues. There are three types of gifts of tongues. One is the, the gift of a language that you don't understand that someone else on earth does. The second is the messenger tongue that you deliver and someone interprets. And the third, which is available for everybody, is a personal tongue that you speak in that's strengthens and builds you up. And so everybody, when they receive uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit, has access to the gift of tongues, and that's the entry level often to activating the other gifts in your life. If I want to prophesy over somebody, I start to pray in tongues because it's the starting point of stirring up my spirit and the gifts of God inside of me. Is that making sense today? All right, now here's another thought. You re we receive spiritual gifts, gifts through impartation from spiritual leaders. We receive spiritual gifts. Watch this now. 1 Timothy 4.14. Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through prophecy, spoken over you when the elders of the church laid hands on you. Okay, so Timothy got born again. He received a range of spiritual gifts into his life, and he started to use those. Then he gets filled with the Holy Spirit, and he gets more spiritual gifts that he's starting to use. But then he gets put into a position, the elders lay hands on him, and for that position, they prophesy over him, and he gets more spiritual gifts that are needed for that role. I find this quite amazing. This is my person. This is again the revelation for me out of that. You might go, oh, someone's asking me to be a leader, to lead a group. I can't do that. I don't have that ability. Here's the deal. When you step into something that your leaders are asking you to and you have hands laid on you, which we do for everybody who steps into a leadership role, then every gift that you need for that role will be downloaded and imparted to you. You might not feel qualified. Awesome. Join the club. But when you step into it and you're prayed for, there's an impartation of the spiritual gifts that you need. Oh, this is awesome preaching. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> 2 Timothy 1 verse 6 and 7 says, This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gifts 
God gave you when I laid my hands on you. There was an impartation. This is why we're a laying hands on kind of church. This is why we love to pray for people after every service and we have moments of praying for people because something, spiritual transactions happen as hands are laid on and we pray for people. Not just healing, not just the power of God, not just things breaking off, but spiritual gifts are imparted when spiritual leaders pray for us. A couple more thoughts and we're going to bring it to a close in a moment. Are you doing okay? Who's learning something today? Who's learning something? All right. Uh, The next one is this. Oh, I love this. Using your spiritual gift is life-giving. It's life-giving. Let's look at 1 Peter 4.11. Do you have the gift of speaking? He's talking about spiritual gifts. Then speak as though God himself was speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies, then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. Remember, that's our goal. We're building a church where Jesus is glorified. My gifts ultimately are so this church is built and Jesus is glorified uh, through Christ all glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. I want us just to focus in on this phrase. You got the gift of helping? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. John, you don't know how tired I am. You don't know how busy I am. You don't know all the things that are going. I, I finish my week's work and I find I'm dead tired. I've got kids running around and I'm just, I'm exhausted from all that I do. How could I use my gifts to build the church? I'll tell you how God's made it this way. It's because when you use your gift, life flows to you it's energizing to use your gift it actually it replenishes when you find your gift and you use it god flows through you it actually replenishes your energy it strengthens you and you're like oh okay i'll tell you i i I was sick for about a a couple of weeks many of you prayed for me i appreciated it so much and last sunday i got back here and i've got to tell you sunday morning when i got up i'm praying i was i was struggling i'm like oh you know we had a great day yesterday but i'm tired but I, I, had this, I had this awesome experience last Sunday morning as I'm praying and I'm stirring up the gift of God in me, which, is, which pr- for me is primarily leadership and communication. I'm stirring up that gift. And as I just began to talk to, to you guys, standing up here, I found an exchange was happening. I'm giving out, even though I was tired and not particularly you know, feeling it, but I'm giving out. And I went home and I, and I just said to Dan, I've, it's come back. God's supplying energy. He's replenishing me because I'm using my gift to serve the church. And I want you to have the same experience of being replenished by using your gift. It's life-giving to use the gift of God. So here's here's the the thing you've got to understand. For for Danielle and I, we're not super Christians. We're, We're not different to anybody else. We're just using our gifts to build the church. There's a hundred, you know, you don't want me in crash. You'd come and your kid would be tied up to a chair, gaffer tape around them. It's just, it's, it's just would not work for you, for me, for the kid. Who knows what I'm talking about right now? It's, you know, you don't really want me visiting you in hospital. It's, it's just, I hate blood. I, I hate the vibe of, oh, you know, every now and then I might visit a baby. It's healthy and that's good. 
But you know what? That someone else, that's just, it energizes them because it's the gift of God flowing in their life. We'll use our gift to build the church. You use your gift to build the church. Can I get the keyboardist to come on as we go right now? Say, okay, let's bring this home right now. Three things. The first one is, okay, well, when I've got that, how do I discover the gift that I've got? How do I know what my spiritual gift is? Great question. We have, a, we have a class designed to begin the journey of discovering your spiritual gift. It's called Next Step Session 3, Discover Your Purpose. We're going to run that right now. I've asked the team, normally we only run them twice on a Sunday, once in the second service, once at the end of the day. But I've asked the team that today, because I feel like this is a message from God to our church, and that even now many people are like, oh, wow, I need to discover my gift. And so we're going to run that, that class straight after the service at 5 past 10 in the hub. Okay, junior high going to clear out. It'll take about 45 minutes. You do, you do a survey. You answer some questions. It, it's the beginning of discovering the gifts of God inside of you. So that's the first. You discover them. It's, that's not the only way. You'll, you'll, we'll spend a lifetime discovering God's gifts inside of us. As we mature and grow, I remember being in New Zealand in 2001 and someone, a prophet prayed over me and he said, wow, you've got a powerful gift of healing. I had no idea, had never entered my mind. I needed someone to come prophetically and identify that that's a gift that was inside of me because I hadn't operated, I hadn't used it at all. I just got identified. So today would be a great moment to go to that, that session after now or after the second service or after tonight's service and discover your gift. The second thing is, and I'm going to focus more on these tonight in the preaching, is to develop your spiritual gift. Once I worked out, you've got the gift of healing, I, got to, I started to think I better develop it. I've just, I can't just let this sit dormant. I've got to work out how to use it, how it looks. Go on a journey, study the scriptures, you develop it. I'll talk, I want to talk tonight more about how you develop your gift. And the third one is you've got to fan it into flame because it easily dies down. Your passion can go. And, it can, and Paul says to Timothy, man, you've got to stir up that gift. The, the fire has gone out. You've got the coals going. They, they could die off if you don't fan that into flame. And maybe for some reason, you once used your gift and it was life-giving. But you found through some season in your life, it just died right down. And you're more of a spectator in the life of church than a contributor. You're not wired to be like that. Your gift matters. We need your gift. This church, if this is your church home, we need your gift functioning and operating in this house so we can be all that God wants us to be. And maybe it's time. Maybe, you, you know, you've been on the bench for a while. Maybe you've just sort of checked out of the game because you got injured. But it's time to get back in the game. It's time to stir up the gift. It's time to fan it into flame. It's, it's time to get out of the, the, the box that you've been in and just start to move forward. Your gift matters. It matters to God. It matters to you. And it matters to us right now. Can we close our eyes right across this place? Wherever we are right now, I'm, I'm asking if God's speaking to you this morning, and I believe he's speaking to so many people about the discovering your gift. If you don't know what it is, but about discovering your gift. I want you just to raise your hand right now. You're saying, I need to discover. This is not I'm going into the next class. You just, I need to just put it up real high. I'm going to pray for you. 
You're like, I'm not, I'm not sure what my spiritual gift is, and I'd like to discover it. Put your hand up real high, wherever you are, while you're watching online as well. I want to pray for you. Father, for each person in this room whose hands raised, they're not sure of their spiritual gift of what you've given them. I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, that you would bring revelation of that gift, that they would discover it, that the lights would go on, that people around them, leaders would help them discover it, that this this class that we've got would help them discover it, that it would become such a powerful life-giving thing in the name of Jesus. Jesus.